Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. We believe that stories are magic. So when we find a great one, we can't wait to share it. Far, far away on the planet Florp, a baby named Bobby Wonder was born. But his parents relocated the family to Earth right after the birth. So Bobby grew up having no idea he was an alien. Until his 10th birthday, that is. Can you imagine waking up on your birthday to find out that you can fly and talk to ducks? <coughs> Created by a New York Times best-selling children's author and produced by the award-winning Go Kid Go team, Bobby Wonder is out of this world fun. Search for Bobby Wonder on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, it's me, Tanya Infinity. And me, Gertie, the 186-year-old Galapagos tortoise. We're the oldest living land animal on the planet. But that's just one of the things that makes Gertie so special. She also has a time-traveling show. Together, we travel back in time to meet really cool people. Who knows where we'll go today? Time-traveling Tanya and her best friend Gertie. Learning all about the past on a tortoise shell that moves so fast. Who knows where we will go today? History is right here with us, with time-traveling Tanya and Gertie! And we're almost there! Keep on climbing! Whoa! Oh, oh, that was a close one. Almost slipped, but I won't give up. Playing Explorer again, Tanya? Hi, Gertie. I sure am. After conquering the floor made out of lava, I'm on a new quest. Climbing to the top of this pillow mountain. Quick, hand me another couch cushion. I need to make this mountain even higher. Oh, you got it. Say, would you like to go on a real mountain climbing adventure? Would I? You know it. Let me guess, since it's time traveling day, you're gonna maybe take me to meet a mountain climber from the past? Then I'm in. So where, or should I say, when in time are we going? We're going to the year 1913. Sounds good to me. We're headed to Alaska, 18,000 feet in the sky. That's so high. And so cold. The higher we go, the colder it becomes. In fact, in the Arctic, temperatures can get as low as minus 65 degrees. Minus 65 degrees? I didn't even know that was a real number. I better grab my coat. Mm-hmm. Grab your coat, your hat, scarf, and gloves. Then hop on my shell and buckle your seatbelt. All right. Wait, 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 wait. What? What is it? Let me put on a second hat. Some thermal long underwear, a blanket, this hot water bottle, and some hot chocolate. And while you're at it, here's a scarf for you, Gertie. Oh, thanks. I don't have my own scarf. Tortoises usually hibernate when it gets cold. Okay, bundle up, and here we go. Look at all this snow! No, 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 no. We are on Mount Denali, 
That means the tall one in the language of the native people here. At 20,310 feet, it's the highest mountain in North America and the third highest of all the peaks on the seven continents of the world. It's so empty. Wait, what's that over there? Look, Gertie, camping tents. That's right. We're at the final base camp of this expedition. An expedition is a long journey for exploring or scientific reasons. And base camp? When a team sets out on as big of an expedition as climbing the tallest mountain in America, they can't do it in one trip. So they set up camps along the way. This way the explorers can take a break to rest, fuel up on food, or repair anything that's broken. We may not be at the very top of Mount Denali, but we're at the last camp before the summit. It's 18,000 feet high, the highest camp ever established in North America. Good thing I'm not afraid of height. So, who are those people at the camp? That's a four-member mountaineering team led by Walter Harper. Yoo-hoo, over here, Walter. Here, let me help. Walter, ollie ollie oxen free. Ha, ha, straight ahead. And whoa! O-M-G! Walter Harper drives sleds pulled by dogs? As in mush, mush! That's right. Us Athabascan Indians use sleds to get around in heavy snow. The dogs help us hunt and protect us from big animals. That's amazing! Shh! Careful. You don't want to create an avalanche. Oh, oh yeah. That's when snow tumbled down a mountain. Taking with it rocks, ice, and soil. It's very dangerous and can even be deadly. This is exactly why the Mountaineer team and we need Walter's expertise. Walter, meet my friend Tanya Infinity. Zanazun, hello. Nice to meet you, young lady. Nice to meet you. Most importantly, nice to meet these husky dogs. <laughs> is this heaven? Because it feels a lot like heaven. Being in nature in my beloved wilderness is certainly my version of heaven. Walter's known for being friendly, having a great sense of humor, and having the knowledge and skill to keep his team safe in these harsh conditions. You have to have a positive attitude to make it out here. Trust me, I've spent my whole life preparing for this expedition. Walter was born in 1893, the youngest of eight children. My dad was an Irish immigrant, and my mom is Native American. Hey, I'm part Native American too. Only my ancestors are from a much warmer part of the country. After his parents split up and his dad died, Walter's mom raised him in the Athabascan tradition. We Alaskan Athabascans call ourselves Dina, or the people. Our tribe speaks 11 different languages. Those of us who come from the valley of the Cayucuc and Yukon rivers are called Koyukon, or Dina people. We've lived here for thousands of years. Though sadly, there aren't as many of us as there used to be. When the Europeans arrived around 1838, they brought diseases like smallpox with them. We'd never been around smallpox, so our bodies couldn't fight off the terrible illness. The population of the Koyukon got much smaller because so many died. I am so sorry. But since Mother Earth is still here, we are still here. We survive as hunters and trappers. Many Koyukon live this way even in the now. We're fairly isolated. That means we're far away from other people. But the natives of this area, the Athabascans and Inuits, have been trading with people from Russia and America for a long time. These traders are interested in the goods the Koyukon make. In the summer and fall, we make our clothes out of caribou and moose hide. That's animal skin treated for human use. In the winter, we use the fur from the caribou, beaver, muskrat, and ground squirrel. No wonder you're not 
shivering. You've got fur to keep you warm. Here, take my fur. I'm happy to share so you can be warm. Thank you. Much better. The natives of this area are known for their generosity. They're also known for their survival skills. They also use the resources of the wild Alaskan land around them. For example, since they live near the water, they make long boats or canoes out of the local trees. We carve our canoes from birch and willow trees and use spruce pitch, the sap, to seal it. Then we cover them with moose or bear hide. Ew, animal skin, yuck. It may seem gross to you, but we use every part of the animals we hunt. It's how we show respect and thank them for their offering. Anabasi, Donato, great thanks to God. But not everything he learned was from the Koyakon people. His older siblings had been sent to an outside boarding school, so Walter attended a boarding school too. Ooh, that sounds fancy. Not exactly. Boarding schools are schools that the government forces Indian children to go to. It's their way of trying to make us forget our tribes and become more American. Children in tribes all across the country have been kidnapped and forced to go to these schools where they are treated terribly. The students at these schools are forced to cut their long hair, which for indigenous people is part of their spirituality. And they're forced to stop speaking their original tribal languages. It's a sad part of American history that hurt a lot of Indian families. But I never forgot where I come from. And one good thing did come from me going to the school is that when I was 16, I met a church leader named Hudson Stuck. You see, around 1896, when Walter was still young, that gold was discovered in nearby Canada. It started the Alaskan Gold Rush. Thousands of people came, hoping to get rich. Not too many actually did, but a lot of them decided to stay. Mr. Stuck was one of them. Stuck was impressed by how smart Walter is, not to mention his fishing, hunting, and fire-building skills. He hired me to be his interpreter, guide, and dog driver. Though Walter didn't speak much English, Stuck encouraged him to continue his education. And before long, I was speaking English fluently and began accompanying Mr. Stuck all over the state. He became like a father. Stuck had always wanted to climb Denali, though he was no expert. So he recruited a young mountain climber named Harry Karsten to be his co-expedition leader and invited two Gwich'in teenagers to prepare and maintain the base camp. The Gwich'in are another Athabascan-speaking First Nations people of Alaska and Canada. They mostly live north of the Arctic Circle, so they're used to this cold. They make great snowshoes, birch bark canoes and sleds. In fact, this is their dog team. Bravo! Great tasting dogs. And lastly, Stuck invited someone he knew would be a perfect fit for the expedition. That's me. Stuck will write in his journal about Walter. 21 years old and six feet tall, he took gleefully to high mountaineering, while his kindness and invincible amiability endeared him to every member of the party. Yeah, 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 this stuff is interesting, but I'm still thinking about these dogs. Please, oh please, oh please, tell me we get to ride in the dog sled. It's all I've ever wanted, even though I didn't even know I wanted it until just now. (laughs) All right, I'll take you for a ride in the dog sled. Jump in and let's head to camp. Now hike! That's a dog sled term for get moving. Yeah, doggies, hike! Easy, easy team. G to the right. 
and... Whoa, stop! Now that was one of the most fun rides I've ever been on. No offense, Gertie. None taken. Know what else is exciting? The fact that Walter's about to do something nobody else has ever done. Give me all his adorable sled dogs? <laughs> no, no, silly. Tomorrow on June 7th, 1913, Walter Harper will be the first person to reach the summit, the highest point of North America's tallest mountain, Denali. It's been a long journey, but the day has finally come. Weeks ago, the expedition left from the city of Nanana. That first day, we hiked for 30 miles along the Tanana River Valley with two sleds full of supplies, pulled by these 14 dogs. Then they journeyed for 110 miles up the river to a small community called Eureka. That took us another eight days. Next, they had to make it through Maldro Glacier. Which is really steep and filled with huge crevasses. Those are openings in the ground that we had to avoid falling into. Six weeks after they set out, disaster struck. A match caused a tent fire and burned up a bunch of our supplies. Oh no! Don't worry, I made new tents out of scraps. Then we kept climbing. Phew! Next it came to Karsten Ridge. It should have taken three days to cross, but ended up taking them three weeks. That's because the trail was blocked by huge rocks and blocks of ice from an earthquake that happened last year. This is like an action movie. We even survived a 50-foot ice fall. That's an avalanche made completely of ice. Incredibly dangerous. This is getting good. Someone hand me the popcorn. All along, Walter was fearless. His team said they would have failed without the young man's endless vigor. That means his good health and physical strength. Wow, like a real action star. And all along, he kept up a happy spirit and good humor. What can I say? I like pranks. My favorite stunt is to tie a tough piece of dried fish to a strip of caribou, then tie the other end over the toe of someone who's sleeping in an open tent. Before long, the dogs rush in to eat the fish and wake the person up. It causes a big commotion. It's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Hmm, I wonder where I can get some dried fish and caribou. Girl, don't you dare. After 50 days, we finally made it here. It was a three and a half mile vertical climb, the steepest on the planet. Stuck would never have been able to do this climb without Walter, but there's still the final climb to the very top. Tomorrow at 4 a.m., we'll leave for our final ascent to the summit. The team knows the best chance they have at succeeding is to have their strongest climber be the lead. Once again, that's me. He'll reach the top of Denali at 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon, followed by the other members of the team. The view will be like looking out of a window of heaven. Yay! 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 Sorry, I mean, yay! Well, Walter, we should probably get going. It may not be 20,000 feet tall, but I got a pretty big pillow mountain waiting for me. Plus, you have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. You need a good night's sleep. You're right. I sure do. Good luck on the rest of your climb. And thanks for teaching us about Alaska and the Cayucan people. My pleasure, Tanya. Okay, jump back on the old tortoise shell. Buckle that seatbelt. And thanks especially for introducing me to your sled dogs. You were my favorite part of today's time-traveling adventure. Who's a good boy? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That's a good baby. <laughs> Bye, Walter. Bye, puppies. Nadatsekun. See you later, Tanya. Now, come on, Gertie. Hike. And 
through the harsh conditions using this blanket, my favorite stuffy, and a granola bar that I found in my pocket, the resources around me, I will make it to the top of this pillow mountain! Yeah, I knew you could do it. Yeah, I knew I could do it too. Hey, Gertie, how do mountains hear so well? Hmm, I don't know. It's all thanks to their mountaineers. Get it? Because you hear with your ears? Oh, man! <laughs> Tanya! <laughs> <laughs> Just a little mountain joke. As you know, in these harsh couch climbing conditions, you gotta have a positive attitude and a good sense of humor. <laughs> Atta girl! Walter Harper's ascent to Denali gave others after him the confidence to pursue their dreams of making it to the top. After their exposition, Walter continued to work on the frontier while he studied at Mount Hermon School. He planned to go to school in Philadelphia to become a medical missionary so he could return and help the Alaskan people in need. But tragically, on October 25, 1918, Walter and his new bride died when the ship they were on for their honeymoon, the Princess Sophia, sank. He was only 26 years old. Hudson Stuck named the four-mile glacier that runs along Denali Pass the Harper Glacier. And in 2020, over 100 years after their climb, the city of Fairbanks unveiled a life-size bronze statue and dedicated a day to Walter Harper. They recognized him for his integrity, his strong sense of identity and purpose, and his ability to navigate comfortably in both the Athabascan culture and other cultures of the United States. Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.